Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, president of Westminster Effects. You can buy crap at westminstereffects.com. Give me your money and I will give you guitar pedals or sometimes power supply if you really want one. Follow us, comment on Instagram, like and share the show. You know how all this goes. You can support the show at anchor.fm. I'm not reading a script or even an outline right now uh, because it's, <laughs> we, we don't have one Bradley Cox, pastor of Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina today. Uh, but as you just heard from the chuckle online, we do have... Hey, everybody. John Ross here, Westminster Effects artist, Augsburgian Christian, uh, um, potentially about to be snowed in uh, from Lincoln, Nebraska. We've, yeah, we, I, it's I very, do not it's, it, it is very Caucasian outside. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really know what what will transpire. But you have you have frozen pre- precipitation privilege out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Don't tell Twitter; they'll get angry at me. Right? But yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, a lot of snow. How was your Christmas? Good. Good. We. Um, <laughs> so our plans got canceled actually um because one our uh our tiny dog had to have his uh congestive heart failure medication upped Mm. and he was kind of at the point where if if he missed a dose then he was probably going to kick the bucket (laughs) you know uh but then on top of that our giant horse-sized dog uh, he's a he's a Newfoundland, weighs about 115, 120 pounds, and it's all just 120 pounds of slobber and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, he developed a limp, and oh, no. so normally we let them out uh, into the backyard, and our our deck has uh, five or six steps, and so we were putting him on a leash in the front yard, uh, three four steps, you know, so less less Mm -hmm. distance for him to cover on a bum leg just in case it was serious. Thankfully it wasn't. But, uh, if, if someone was walking him, not familiar with him and he got spooked, he will drag you. (laughs) (laughs) So he is, he's actually dragged my wife, uh, over a trash can before (laughs) when he's, when he's, when he got spooked and bolted. So we didn't want, uh, we didn't want anybody to have to worry about that. Uh, so we just kind of hung out and then ate Chinese food. You know, we, was, had chi- we had Chinese food on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we actually ordered it on Christmas Day. Mm. And uh, but but speaking of Christmas Eve, uh, we had um, and we need to get our new worship pastor on soon, uh, Stephen. We did a our very first Christmas Eve morning service. So 10 a.m. on Christmas Eve, we did, and it was really just a ton of music and some readings. I think we nice. played eight songs all told. And, uh, and the last song, this was really cool. How, how Steven worked this out as we did, I think it was, is he worthy? And then new Jerusalem. And then, uh, which is a fantastic song. Um, I don't know so if I'm familiar es- with eschatologically that. minded even. Mm. Um, so yeah, just look up those lyrics and get I'll wrecked. Have to, have to go do the bleep bloop here. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So New Jerusalem. And then he was like, 
he wanted everybody to do the doxology, but with their families. So he even turned around and told the band, Hey, go find your family and we'll do the doxology. And, uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds like it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and, and your Christmas. Oh, well, um, pretty, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say like low key, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was nice. You know, we, we made, we made the decision to kind of not do the traveling or really invite other family to come from afar. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, my parents are, are, uh, uh, what's, what's Zechariah say, uh, advanced in years. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I don't, I don't want them, you know, getting, getting this whole, uh, spicy cough thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so we just, we, you know, we hung here. I did, I did meet up with my parents, uh, halfway in, in Iowa to, to, uh, receive some, some, some Christmas packages, uh, to place, to place under the, uh, the evergreen. Um, so, you know, that, that was, I still, I, I personally still got to see them, which, which was nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, let's see, man, we've, uh, we've done a few things this Christmas season that have just been good for the family. You know, we've, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we put care packages together, uh, um, that we dropped off at, uh, at a, at a local, uh, uh, soup kitchen. I mean, they, they serve more than soup, but. Yeah. Right. Um, and, same, uh, same with our soup kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they ever do serve soup. Does yours ever actually serve soup? Like, uh, ours like is a basically... throwback Thursday. Also <laughs> ours, uh, ours basically serves whatever the volunteers cook. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So, yeah. So, so we actually, when, when our small group, for instance, goes like, we actually control what the menu is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And I so, think this one has like some like nutritional guidelines because they get like some sort of subsidy to help out or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah, I, I actually it doesn't make in, sense, but I understand. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually looked into uh, this was my first time you know, going to this facility. And I got to say that kitchen looked looked mighty nice. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I worked in, in pro kitchens before and I, I mean, I don't miss food service. Yeah. Um, same here. But I miss I miss a, a good like a good kitchen. But they're not right. volunteers right now. Anyway, so we did some care package, you know, hand warmers and gloves and stuff. We did that a, a couple weeks before Christmas and and you know dropped them off uh, uh last week. We uh, we did some virtual caroling uh for uh the with uh, with the scouts for some of our assisted living uh places. We we each recorded our own stems, so to speak, and I smashed them all together with a backing track, and it actually turned out pretty good. Nice. And uh, sent that link to uh, to a bunch of assisted living homes in in Lincoln um, because that's one thing that, that that's the one thing our scout true or our our scout pack our Cub Scout pack does during the holidays is um, we go sing Christmas carols, and we couldn't. You know, like that's the right. one activity. So we, we wanted to have something not only to show value and appreciation to others, but also to give the scouts something to 
do. Um, but actual Christmas, let's see, we had, we had two Christmas Eve services this year. Um, not the uh, the family service was before, which is which is led by our children's ministry area and, and is is different. But um, yeah, we had two. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, did this? This was kind of a a cool thing. Our uh, our take on it um, was built off of this song that we found by Sovereign Grace Music called "Come All Ye Unfaithful." Yes. I, you're familiar. Yes, I am. And so uh, the message was worked around God's faithfulness and our yep. just ability to completely screw everything up. Yep. And yet, nonetheless, you know, we hear, we, we hear the quote, quote, the, the cry from the manger come all ye unfaithful. And so yep. it, it was, it was awesome. And so, uh, we did that, uh, pulled off, uh, Brewster's joy to the world. I didn't play lead, uh, our, <laughs> I, I was on rhythm this week, but, um, our, our lead player, uh, did the solo, uh, justice, but yeah, Good. no. So, so great stuff. I got, I don't know where it is. I got a little screaming goat, a uh, little, little desk goat. That's, you know, it's, it's about three inches high. You squeeze it and it, you know, um, and my son Malachi got like a hoverboard. And so he has wheels now and that's a thing. Uh, but you know, all, all in all, we had a, a fantastic holiday. He has wheels. He has and wheels. soon you will have medical bills. I know. <laughs> yeah. Who, who needs toes? Like you just, you just, right. just, you don't, you don't need them anyways. Uh, that was Christmas. So, you know, I've, uh, transitioning into the topic which is which is i have i don't have much experience in um so uh second. yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah insert bumper music mm, here all right uh <laughs> so i've caught myself thinking not not just in general uh but uh about one specific thing it's like why do we do as worship musicians? Why do we do what we do? Why, you know, all the hours of practice, all of the, and, and that's not just like practice, like playing, playing along to, uh, um, the, you know, someone, someone on the stereo, but like pointed practice, like learning parts, rehearsing parts. I mean, dialing in settings, all the gear, um, you know, changing strings, like, like the whole thing. Why do we do what we do? The question that, that kind of undergirds this is if we weren't in church every Sunday, would we still be this devoted to the music just in general? Um, and if we weren't in church every Sunday, like, how how much of that drives our quote need for a new guitar or our our or or our practice schedule and on top of that on a, on a on a deeper more more serious level 
is, you know, if you're someone like myself, who's, who's on you know, pretty much every Sunday. And I think, I think you're on most. Most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously there, there are times when being in the pews with your family would make a whole lot more sense. Yep. Why do we continue to do it? I mean, I, and, and there's some hard, you know, there's some, there's some hard questions here. There's, I mean, is it because we just want to play music and, you know, uh, some of us, arguably, probably most, uh, you know, couldn't cut it in a, in a, in a live in a live show band. Like, is, is that is that why? Because we just we want to be on stage and we want to play. Do we play because the church has a need, and we've answered that need? Like, I don't really have a direction here, but that's something that's just been kind of kind of churning in my head. Is yeah. is why do we do this? I mean, because I don't. I, I, none of us would would argue that you have to have uh, a band uh, or even even accompaniment to have a worship service, right? You, you don't you don't need that stuff. Yeah, we actually uh, this Sunday being the uh, well, as we record at least being the Sunday after Christmas. Um, you know, I, I am very much not a fan of, you know, churches being like, oh, well, you know, we, we crushed it for Christmas and, you know, leading up to Christmas. So next week, just everybody, we're just not going to have church. Like, yeah, that that we've, we've addressed that before. Um, but what our worship pastor did was he gave everyone but himself the week off musically. And so normally we have a full band and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. And, uh, but this week he was just like, no, I'll just take it. You, you do, you do have a good week. Yeah. You know, we, we, go, go relax. We did something very similar. Um, you know, usually we have a seven or eight or eight piece uh, lineup and we just did a four piece uh, for the Sunday after Christmas, uh, two acoustics, yep. two acoustics, uh, no supplemental tracks, um, a keyboard and a cajon, you know, just really. Yep. And part of that is because we had zero rehearsal time because right. our rehe- and this is double compounded this year because Thursday nights is is rehearsal night. Well, Christmas Eve was on Thursday, New Year's yep. Eve is on Thursday. Yep. And so we've rehearsed we rehearsed on, for Christmas on the Tuesday prior and had zero rehearsal time for for the 27th and we're rehearsing tonight for the third um, you know, it's just like, oh my God. And I, you know, I, I, I'm on lead this week. So I just got done with these songs. Now I've got to learn a whole bunch of other songs yep. and get the, you know, get the backing tracks produced and, and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's times I show up to rehearsal and, I still want to be there, but like, I'm not happy about it. Like, right. I, I, you know, I, I don't really know how to, how to explain that. And, and I, and part of it is probably, um, that like when I'm underprepared, I just enjoy things less. Right. Uh, but 
I mean, we, we've got a, a large musical lineup. No, not everyone's available, of course, but I mean, it's not like I have to be on every week. But it's an, it's enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not, it feels like I'm missing out on something, which is, I think, what undergirds this whole thing is like, I think that maybe there's a risk of our perception of what happens in a worship service changing when we're in leadership every Sunday. Mm. That's an interesting thought. Because it's, it's, it's not a question that, that, that whether or not you can, you know, praise with your voice or praise with a guitar that that's not that's not the question but obviously the congregation isn't at home checking planning center and be like oh we're singing this this sunday i've got to i've got to warm up i've got to get my i've got to get my harmonies on point right um but you know we are because obviously you know we we want to strive uh towards towards excellence so as not to be a a barrier or a stumbling block or a distraction, you know, we want good quality accompaniment for the congregation to sing. Um, but with all the work that that we as leaders put in, I wonder if maybe we we kind of lose the scope of what our role in the worship service is. Not in the production side of the worship service, but in the grander scheme, the 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 horizontal singing with with the people of God and the verticals, like lifting praise and thanksgiving to Him, is like. I wonder if sometimes that gets clouded because we're trying so hard to to have visual energy uh, to, mm-hmm. to nail these parts, so there's not like a dinger in the middle of a bridge, and. I don't think I'm there, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be skewed. I think at times, right. I think at times, especially, you know, when you're back to back to back to back, like it's very easy to, to lose sight. And, and I, I don't know if there's like a tool, like, like some sort of mental device to be like, to, to center yourself and be like, this is what I'm doing. Because honestly, if I'm wrapped up in what I'm playing, I just play worse. I enjoy myself less. You know, it's just like, which is why practice is important. Um, <laughs> knowing what you're going to play before you get there, then you don't really have to worry about it. But I think, why do we put in all the work? Why do we put in all the work? Why do we, why do, we do all, all the gear? And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a question that's been, been churning, and I don't know where to take it. Yeah, and and particularly for for me, it's it's kind of that's an interesting question with another layer because I don't, by and large, uh, like I I don't go out of my way to listen to worship music during the week, right? Really, right? Like it's it's not my taste in music. Pish posh, and and two a lot of it's not very good in the first place, (laughs) (laughs) And, and so. 
you know, if, if it's between particularly this time of year, if it's, if it's between uh, whatever, you know, flavor of the week is going around on CCM or the August burns red Christmas stuff. Mm, that is quality. There's, there's right. no contest in my mind. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, even, even though I don't love this style of music, I do appreciate and enjoy the results of it. Sure. Right. And, and there is something to be said for, even though I don't love the genre, dang, that sounded good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, even, yeah, yeah. even, even my wife after the, uh, after the Christmas Eve service, um, like we got in the car and she was running sound and she said, I nailed that mix today. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in the same boat with me. Um, mm-hmm. but she was complimentary of my guitar tones on certain parts and wow. and stuff like that. And so there, there's no doubt, like there is a satisfaction, uh, that comes out of that. Right. And there's nothing wrong with uh, absolutely nothing wrong with, man, I liked how I sounded today. Right. Provided it doesn't stop there. If it stops sure. there, if it stops there, then the priorities are out of whack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've I've heard it said before, you know, we we often come out of worship services saying, well, I, I really liked that song. I didn't care for that song. Uh, the, the preacher, you know, made X, Y, and Z good points and, or man, he just really flubbed that. And mm-hmm. That guy prayed a little too long, or maybe that guy didn't pray long enough, or maybe it's just right. Or, and we're kind of analyzing these things and, and those are good things to analyze. Right. Uh, but the primary thing that we should be saying as we come out of the worship service is i hope god was pleased with that Mm. right and so and so i think maybe and maybe i'm reading this wrong is maybe you've put too much and and i say this because i've been there is maybe you're putting too much emphasis on the i have to make sure my stage presence is right i have to make sure this is right i have to make sure this is right where it's do your thing, obviously. Do it well, obviously, uh, while keeping that big picture in mind of of uh, God has promised his people that he will be present in word and sacrament. And you're part of that word and sacrament during a Sunday service, right? Yeah. And, and so that's kind of where I land is even though I don't – I don't love the genre. I definitely don't love every song that we play. Sure. <laughs> like there, there are some songs that we play that I love. Uh, is he worthy for one? Mm-hmm. Um, this new song, New Jerusalem. I mean, if you don't, if you don't love, is he worthy? I mean, you can just you can just see yourself out. You right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let the door hit you. Yeah. Where, where God split you, if you will. <laughs> And uh, like really enjoy playing those, particularly for the theological richness in the lyrics. But there are some songs that I just do not care for and I never will care for. But while we're playing them, there's something going on there that's more than just we're hitting chords and singing notes. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, it's that God promised to show up to be present in those things. And lo and behold, he lived up to his promise. Cause he's God. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah one, 100%, you know, and, 
And, you know, we, we talk about mindset a bunch and, and maybe I'm just over, over analyzing and, and over, over worrying. And this isn't even like a necessarily a personal concern. It's just in, in general. Um, I mean, yeah. even, even looking at the, uh, um, I did, I did cave and put Facebook back on my phone, but I haven't really looked at it only welcome, because welcome back to civilization. I know only because like, I, 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 took like funny pictures like the one i sent you last night where uh where i, I ordered an, an album from amazon i ordered yes. green, green day's dookie um on on vinyl and uh it uh amazon popped up as last night it says your package your package uh containing dookie will arrive on <laughs> december 31st i'm like there's only one person i can share this with <laughs> this, is, this is sad. I'll just I'm, I'm not even I'm not even a Green Day fan, mm. but I thoroughly appreciated that. <laughs> and, and I can't. And for the record, I can appreciate Green Day's importance for for pop punk in, for the, in the 2000s. Yep. Yeah, for the yep. genre. Yep. It's you know there is uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to like Green Day. That's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, if I, don't, I, I don't expect I'm much. To, I don't want everyone to like Green Day for that <laughs> genre. I am much more a fan of Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, so. see, and I'm and I'm not like my my yeah. flavor is more Green Day. But to be fair, Billy Joe wants everyone to like Green Day, and yeah. Billy Joe's already a jerk. Like I don't want more of, <laughs> of that. Right. Uh, anyways. Uh, on, we digress. On, yeah, very much. You know, on like the Facebook groups and everything, you know, worship guitar sounds, uh, forbid worship leaders plus, whoa, uh, gear talk. I left that dumpster fire a long time ago. I've unfiled it. I haven't been in it. I think I'm still a member just in case someone uh, mentions me or whatever. But, um, you know, gear talk, P dubs, um, all of which have, have, some okay content in them, which, which we have had some questions, uh, from, from a couple of listeners who, who ask what is P dubs mm. by P dubs. We mean praise, and, praise worship. and worship and we're, we're too lazy to say all of the syllables. So yep. and, and, and it's also, it's also kind of a, a backhanded, um, you know, I, I think that kind of plays into this too. You know, we say, we say P dubs because you know, it, it's kind of like, don't take yourself too seriously, man. Like, right. You know, you, you're like, don't take yourself too seriously because no one else does either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, if you look like you look at these pedal board spreads and oh, like, yeah. like you could have bought five Gu- guilty as guilty as charged. <laughs> well, sure. Same. I mean, yeah. like, but there, there are some that like you could have bought two helixes in a 97 Honda Civic. <laughs> you know, and still had enough, and still had enough money left for lunch. And like, okay, I get it. Reverb, right there. I'm not debating that sweet, luscious, rich reverbs and delays are. Yep. I'm not saying that those aren't tasty as all get out because because they are. It's fine, but but you probably don't need a big sky and a specular tempest. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, like, like all this <laughs> stuff, and and I mean, it's it, it it's kind of like. You know, when we were growing up, we we looked at what our what our favorite musicians played. Except when we were growing up, it was like, uh, oh, it's a DS one and a blues driver. All right, let's go to town. You know, right. 
and and you didn't need a pedal board you just needed a nine volt battery and like what what the heck's a pedal board like we didn't right. need this is garbage it's just going into my pv i'll just set it in the space in the back you know and um like but and, and i'm not saying that that uh that if you have been uh you know blessed with financial solvency and you wish to invest in in high-end gear that there's anything wrong with that there there's absolutely not but but it seems like so many people go down that road just because like Jeffrey Cundy or uh, Mateus or, you know, mm-hmm. share a, an Instagram photo of, of their board. And um, it's like, that's, it's the same thing with like Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's like, that's what I need to sound like that. And so, you know, like they have a reproduction of Stevie Ray Vaughan's 808, which is just a regular old office, which is a regular old TSO 808, like mm-hmm. literally nothing special about it. Yeah. And it, it there's there's that doesn't change it, it, it's this mindset it's like if i want that sound i need this stuff right and it just so happens that in the praise and worship genre that stuff can get very expensive right and and, and i think that i think that kind of caters to or maybe maybe it's a symptom maybe that's the better term it's a symptom of of the the seeker sensitive attractional uh basically turn church into three cold play songs and a ted talk mm. uh make sure you entertain the goats enough so that they oh, become yeah. sheep and uh which just isn't what the new testament is about yeah with with lord's day worship nor nor the old testament <laughs> uh the the congregation and the congregation worships Right, the the congregation mm-hmm. of God's people, not the people who might be witnessing it. They're incapable of worship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So, so yes, sound good. Uh, have those expansive, luscious reverbs, um, but do it for the right reason. For sure, and and I think I think that's the the heart of the matter is, you know, play. <laughs> I've got, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting like conflagrated with another thought that's kind of bounced around my head. But, um, Good vocabulary I, words. Thank you. I think, I think that is, that really is, is the heart of the issue is that like, sure. You know, there, there are plenty of, of musicians who have made their, made their career in the praise and worship genre. And that's, that's fantastic. Chances are, if you're listening to this program, it's not you. Could be. Hi, Kate Painter. Yeah. Even though you're not praise and worship genre, but um you know uh but the, you know there there are plenty of uh, of people who who have made that chances are it's not you and that's okay you know i we need to keep in mind that our motivation for serving on sunday uh it shouldn't be to uh man i really want to play live and this is the only place i can do it right. or um you know yeah, man i really like being in front of people which is kind of kind of similar to that that first thought. I mean, it should be that your church has has, however it has, it's decided that there's a certain sound and style to the music that undergirds the worship service, and they need musicians to help with that. You have been so blessed by Christ uh, in in talent, in treasure, and time to uh, to to answer that need. Yep, and and do so uh, 
to to the extent that you can uh, while also kind of maintaining your other quote vocational responsibilities you know as a as a father or as a son or as a as a as a wife or a daughter or a or a, a parent um like there there should never be a question that if uh, if if your if your spouse has something going on on your rehearsal night that she that she or he should have to take the kids because i have rehearsal mhm you know I'm not going to say it's easy dragging three kids and have them sit through a, you know, sit through. Um, I mean, I'm at rehearsal for five, for five and a half hours. I mean, our rehearsal Ooh. lasts for lasts for an hour and a half usually. Um, but I'm getting stuff. I, I'm getting other people's stuff set up. I'm getting the desk lined in like, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm not going to say it's easy taking them along, but like, not only should we not take ourselves too seriously, um, sort of like, I am a I'm a praise and worship guitarist. Hear hear me swell, you know. <laughs> um, but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that we are like we really should be there as answering a call to a need, and we provide instrumentation to to lift up the voices of God's people in in, in praise, yep. and uh, none of those things. And none of those things should really be uh, allowed to grow, not grow, but to kind of spiral to the point where uh, this is your identity and all you do is all encompassing in into this. I mean, because pro players don't do that. I mean, not at all. Right. It's their job. I mean, are you going to like... Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, um, I'm in systems development. Like I, I certainly once five o'clock hits, like, unless I, you know, have a deadline or a problem going on, I'm certainly not caring as much about things once five o'clock hits, you know, like if you really want to treat your craft as a professional player does set boundaries, and, but you also have to realize it's not your job. You know, yep. you have a job. This, this is, this is your hobby and opportunity to serve within the church and do so well. Uh, but, but don't let it puff up to something that's, uh, uh, that becomes, uh, uh, all consuming of, of your time and effort and money and, and, and everything else. Uh, Yeah. I, I think I think that I think that that helps. Um, also, have a good ear, right? And not just musical ear, but like especially considering so many people are live streaming now. Listen back to your stuff, and uh, if it, sometimes I watch a live stream from from another church, and I'm like. Man, they—I mean, tones may be off, but like, man, they just really can't play those parts. Mm. And then ask yourself. Then that kind—that's of, that other thought that was bouncing around—is like, if you're all they've got, okay. But like, should you go back to the woodshed, work on some things a little bit? I mean, what? Or are you? Why are? Why? Why are? Why are you there? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, to back it up from a, yeah, a non-church I mean, context, there mm-hmm. I I couldn't tell you how many like hardcore metalcore bands my band has played with where it's just like you've never listened to that recording, have you? <laughs> like, oh man, mm-hmm. like w- w- what? <laughs> Who did no one tell you? <laughs> Yeah, that this is really bad, and you need to you need to work on some stuff. Either either getting tight as a band, or just get good at your instrument in general. For sure, you know, I I think that's what that worries me a little bit. Is like I'm not worried about the people necessarily who know they're not all that great, but you know they they were asked to help. Uh, there's no right. one else to help in that matter. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the people who, who you know, blow thousands on on gear and and spend um, all their time on these Facebook groups, you know, sharing pictures and yep. you know, asking whether things are good for worshiper or or what have you, and. And don't have the chops, but don't care because they get to be on stage and they get to be a worship musician. Mm. I'm worried about those folks because this this idea of worship musician has, has really it's become it's become a identity, and it really shouldn't be. Yep. I mean, our our role should be a, a, a yes artist, but but as a servant. We need to serve the song, serve the congregation. Most of all, serve our Father in heaven. Don't we shouldn't serve ourselves by saying I'm a worship leader, I'm a worship musician, um, and and have and have that be your motivation, you know, for for playing. I mean, I think we've all gotten into things, whether in 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 this context or, or others, where. Uh, we're searching for an identity or validation and we let things, you know, snoop in. Like, you know, when I was working for the university about uh, uh, probably eight years ago, um, uh, one of my colleagues had a BMW and he was all about BMWs, thought they were really cool. And so uh, I bought a BMW, a used one, terrible idea. Don't do that. Um, (laughs) And see BMWs, American plant is about 10 minutes away from me. So I could have told you that already. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're fantastic cars. I mean, unless one bulk gets loose and the whole thing just goes, goes to pot, but, <laughs> but I didn't just buy a BMW because I thought they were cool. And it's like, Oh, look, that guy has a Beamer. Um, I joined the car club. Ooh. Yeah. I was like the web and social media manager for the BMW car club of America, great plains chapter. And I went to like these these rallies and and things with just some stupid three series like like there wasn't anything special about it. But I just was like, I am a BMW owner. I had BMW cufflinks, dude. Like I'm it just stupid, stupid. I'm not saying that you can't be a fan of cars. Like I I kind of gravitated towards the Ford camp when I got my 64 and and that's fantastic. And I have quote brand loyalty there also have tool loyalty. Um, but, uh, like, I think that that happens often is like, you know, we, I really want to 
be that, I see that, I want to be that person. And so you join a club and you get the stuff, you get your members only jacket and you go to town and you realize all I've done is, is spend a bunch of money and lose sight of the whole fact of why these people are in that club. It's because they enjoy that stuff. Not because, not because they want to be in a club, you know, when people look at the band, they should be like, they're in the band because they love music. They love worship. Not because, wow, they're a worship musician. Yep. Yeah. So that said, if you have a new year's resolution, uh, you know, don't be too full of yourself, play your instrument, play it. Well, give glory and thanks to God. Done. Sorry, I checked. Sorry, I checked out a little bit. I'm trying to see if uh, the merch company that I use for Westminster's shirts and hats and whatnot will also do cufflinks. No, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that dad hat. Not not dad hat. It's the it's the snapback. Um, legit, I love it. I wear it almost all the time. I've got my flat bill on right now, but um, but yeah, yeah. I I love that hat. In fact, that's the first hat I've ever worn forward and and been okay with it nice yeah so go go buy your stuff uh at uh, westminstereffects.com also that uh that westminster effects tin mug it, yeah, i absolutely adore it although you gotta let it cool down a little bit she's she gets a bit toasty around the edges <laughs> when you put some 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 hot liquids in it but uh yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for talking through that today. You know, yeah, I, I, I I don't think I'm I'm alone with these questions. Like, man, why am I doing all this? Right. Um, and it I th- it's all about perspective and allowing and uh, through through prayer, through worship, through study, um, through meditation, to make sure that your identity is rooted in Christ, not in the things you do for Him. Yep. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Sweet. Inquisition? Yeah, let's do a couple. Let's do it. All right, and this is the Inquisition where you, the listener, actually contribute to the show, ask us questions, and we do no preparation for it. Cat's out of the bag. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) As is tradition, Brian Moore starts us out. Are clones overrated? Like the actual Klon or Klon style overdrives? I think, I think we can do both. Mm. I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, like they're they're good overdrives. Sure, uh, they're they're perfectly good overdrives. Uh, but the the mythical nature of it, even though it is called the Centaur, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and even on the reissue of the uh, you know the Klon KTR where yeah. He's like, hey, it's like, th- this isn't my no, fault. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ridiculous hype or, or whatever is not of my doing. Right. You know? They do sound good, but, you know, people freak out about, oh, you have to have this, you know, uh, unobtainium diode yeah. or whatever. Well, it's, 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 it's a, a germanium diode. Calm down. Yeah. It's the same thing that we were talking about earlier. It's like, you know, who uses clons? Who uses dumbbells? Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, it's Mayer, it's uh, it's Santana, it's Clapton. You know, it's like these great these guitar greats, and you know, the thing is, they would sound the same with a blues driver. Like a lot just, of times, yeah, 
they just would, especially considering most of the ways these guys use their Klon is, is practically off. You know, they, yeah. they, they use the, they use the circuit to just color their tone. I mean, buy an EQ pedal. It, it is not a transparent pedal. Mm-mm. <laughs> so yeah, in the, in a, in a praise and worship world where transparent, you know, it was like the key word for, for a while. Yeah. I mean, still is still. Yeah. Is. Like, I mean, if you're the type of person who invests in gear as like a, uh, uh, not even a tool, but like as an investment, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, may, maybe. I mean, stuff like that, there is of limited quantity. And it's no secret that it's, you know, black goop on the PCB aside. It's not that special. Um, yeah. It's still, I mean, so I don't know. Like, yeah. Is that, just go get a. Just go get an EHX Soul Food. It is part for part, literally the same thing. They sound identical. Yeah. Go get uh, one. It just sounds so thin. That's what a clon sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like get the get the meat and threes mod, and uh, you know, and go 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 have go have fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Next question, Matt Paragoy asks how does your church incorporate testimony into their services hmm. he says personal testimony is probably one of the most powerful tools for witnessing so a how can we include it more often and b how do you keep it quote unquote contained or structured so it doesn't go off track so i mean really at res we we don't really do anything like that very often um every, occasionally if if you know, something needs to be celebrated. It'll be celebrated sure, or, or what have you. Um, I don't, I don't agree uh, with Matt's statement that personal testimony is probably one of the most powerful tools for witnessing. And I would back that up with Romans one. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, not your story. Uh, You can utilize your, your own story within God's story Mm. Uh, to proclaim the gospel and, and try and uh, procure converts, if you will. Um, but but it's it's not about your story. Um, yeah, we, so, we don't we, we don't want people to hear testimonies like that's what I want, right? And and my you know, some my, pyramid scheme of faith is like right. oh I I want a pink Cadillac, so uh, you know or, or what have you. So I I want it's same topic as we were talking about earlier. I want that. So I'm going to be a Christian. It's like no, right? And and Christ. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Matt would go here, uh, but I'm going to stretch this to what I think is the logical conclusion. Eventually, you end up being caught up in in kind of a sensationalistic, get the biggest, craziest yeah. story you can. Man, uh, you know, three years ago I was, uh, you know snorting cocaine off of the bumper of John's used BMW. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jesus saved me kind of thing. Like those are great stories, but that's not everyone's story. Mm -hmm. And and so what we should want, we should want to have boring testimonies Mm. all through our churches. Like you don't, you don't want to have (laughs) the, you know, I was, I was in strip clubs every weekend and, Parting it up and whatever, like that just means you, you send a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and then, you know, like if, if that's your goal, like, well, you need a bigger and better one. 
You know, yeah. what's, you know, so we do, we do testimonies usually once a year and they're part of a sermon series that runs about three weeks and we call okay. it a testimony series. And it's done as an interview with, with pastor, I mean, really is what it is. And, and it's, uh, it's really hearing the individual tell their story and, and pastor using that to point people, uh, to, the uh, to the the story and work of Christ, and that's as simple as it is. I mean, uh, personal stories are are fantastic because they. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just like a sermon anecdote, right? I mean, it's an it, it can be it's a real world illustration on on how God executes His sovereignty uh, for the salvation of His people. You know, yeah. Um, I will say as well that we've never done a testimony series with the mindset like uh, this will this this will this will get them this will change their minds you know this will convince them um, right but it's a great it, I mean I will go to the point and say um, it's a it's a great way to illustrate in someone's own words how God works. And so long as we point everything uh, back to the work of God and see how God is leveraging these life circumstances and things uh, to his glory for one and, uh, and to the benefit of his children. I mean, that's the end game here. Um, But yeah, we, we usually do them uh, once a year. It's three weeker. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're nice stories. It's, you know, it's, it's a nice time to, to be able to celebrate what God has done in, in someone's life and, uh, and a di- in a different type of, uh, of, of anecdote, uh, to, uh, yeah. uh, to, to preach the gospel through. So. Yeah. I can get on board with that approach all day. Mm. Yeah. Um, one more question. Yeah. Scott Hamilton asks, quote unquote, Christian movies that are not actually Christian. Should we speak out or, uh, just continue ignoring them? And, uh, so I asked for, you know, clarification. Are we talking about not actually Christian as in heretical, like the shack, Mm. which is heretical. There's no way around it. Uh, it promotes universalism, bad depiction of the Trinity, et cetera. Um, so he said, take your pick. There's heresy, Christian nationalism, uh, rom-coms where they still follow church dating rules, conspiracy, conspiracy theories, white Jesus, prosperity gospel, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's probably case by case basis, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and maybe even depending on your sphere of influence, like what are people being influenced by? Sure. So if, if, you know, people are being influenced by a prosperity gospel driven movie, then maybe you need to be like, Hey, uh, this isn't no, <laughs> like they, I, I remember it brings to mind a, uh, a meme of optimist, pessimists, and then realists where, you know, the optimist, it was a glass and it's, and it said, I'm half full. And the pessimist said, I'm half empty. And then the realist said, I think this is P. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so there's there's just kind of a general wisdom of know when to say hey no this is this is pee <laughs> that you're yeah. drinking yeah 
that you know that is the thing about Christian movies. It, it, I don't I don't watch them. I, yeah. I I don't because they're not good cinema. Like yep, I I almost don't. they're almost always a bait and switch for a cheesy quote unquote gospel proclamation of you know ask Jesus into your heart and mm-hmm. then you'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, it's like it's like a, if Hallmark uh, were were to do. <laughs> Hallmark instead of the chosen were to do uh, were to do the uh, the story of the New Testament. Um, <laughs> like speaking of like the chosen, I think that's great content. I, I have no issues there. Uh, the Luther, the Luther movie, I have no issues there. Um, the mm-hmm. um, American Gospel, not particularly a a film in the entertainment sense, but no issues there. Like movies with Christian content are not my issue, but Christian movies in the sense that we're talking. Yeah. About them, yeah. Um, like uh, what was soul surfer? The one where the, the, it's about the, the surfer who like loses her limbs and stuff. Like it was an okay film, but like our, our, uh, and there's so many others. Like, are we watching these just because they're Christian? Right. Like, if you want to watch a movie, just watch a movie. If it happens to be Christian, fantastic. If it have to, happens to have Christian themes, awesome. You know what we need more of is if if Christians are going to make a movie, stop with the bait and switch mm. and just just make a good just tell a good story. Yeah, that's what we need. We need good storytelling, and we can actually get some really good story patterns from the Bible. So just copy those patterns, you know, there's so many redemption arcs out there. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like a perfect redemption arc. There can be some tension there. You know, Mm -hmm. we can, we can have some moral ambiguity and tough decisions and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to come around to the character, you know, making a, a deathbed (laughs) declaration of faith every single time. Just tell a good story. And it could just, just like the testimonies, it doesn't need to be sensational. Yeah, but of course, you know, for box office hits, you kind of need that. Right. So if you're going to have a, a, a romantic comedy from a Christian perspective, do it well. Yeah. Right. And don't have some Christian chick dating a non-Christian dude, because in reality, we all know how that turns out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never goes well. If yeah. you're if you're going to do uh, some kind of let's say patriotic Christian movie, which that can be a, that can be a thing. Right. Um, just don't get idolatrous. Yeah. If you're going, if you're going to make, let's say, let's say we do a Christian version of conspiracy theory, (laughs) right. Just, just to kick back to the actual movie conspiracy theory, just don't make it about 5g and vaccines. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, like I almost appreciate the movies with like, some sort of like Christian adjacent vibe, like mm, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ain't nobody getting saved by Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but you know what? But ain't nobody it, getting saved by God's not dead either. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. Or, uh, um, oh, what is the the Da Vinci Code? Like. I Da Vinci Code's a fantastic movie, and it uses some mm-hmm. of these like church themes and things. I don't dogma, <laughs> like, like uh, 
I don't know. A, a, mo- a movie it will be so seldom an effective tool for evangelism. Right. I, and, and that gets to what we were kind of talking about earlier is the church doesn't meet in order to evangelize. The church meets mm. because it is the church meeting. And so not everything that Christians do has to be geared toward evangelism. Most, honestly, most of the Christian life is about discipleship Mm. and actually growing in that. So if all you do is try and get people saved and never give them any depth, well, that's what we have right now. And you see the results of it. It ain't pretty. Well, and you know, it's, it's that, it's that follow through on the, uh, like the lifestyle uh, pointing to Christ, you know, uh, preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Like, I mean, I, I, I know you're not the biggest fan of that. I'm not saying that that's like, I'm, I'm more a fan of, of uh, preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. <laughs> <laughs> when I was saying that I seem to remember that, but it's that idea is that like, you know, a sanct, a a sanctified child of God will produce fruit. Yes. And, uh, that fruit can possibly lead to somebody who is, uh, uh, wondering why, and, you know, always be prepared to give an explanation for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. You know, I, yep. Like without getting any too too deep of it, I think we can make a at least a lazy parallel there. And uh, by all means, yeah, absolutely. We need to do an apologetics episode mm, one of these days. Like yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, I guess we should probably end the show. Yeah, that's probably about it. My children are screaming upstairs. I think one of them may have died. Uh, well, if they're screaming, they haven't died. They might be dying, but that doesn't mean they've died yet. Well, it's it's a case. Cue the Monty Python. Yeah. He's not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm feeling better. <laughs> I think I'll go for a walk. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, share the show. Like when we make the post, hit that share button. Yes, it helps please. us grow. Support the show at Anchor. Dollar a month, and I'll hook you up with a shirt. I think that's about it. Clothe thine self. That should be the tagline. Clothe thyself. thyself. (laughs) Oh, we need to just kill this before it gets any worse. Thanks for listening back. Goodbye. (laughs) 